The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Shane and I are so excited about our guest tonight. I know I say that a lot, but if you don't already have like your choice of drink or water or sitting down, you might want to do that because this one's going to be very different than what you've heard before and very engaging and very engrossing. About a year ago, our guest, her name is Lynn Shermer, reached out to me and also to a few of the people that I know through the keepers. And for some reason, I was told her last name was Smith. And it's not, it's Shermer. So I never got her message. You all heard the episodes that we did with Ellen Lachter and Jean Wayner. And Lynn is friends with Ellen. Lynn and I finally connected after Ellen facilitated And as you remember, Ellen is the therapist that we were able to interview about ritualistic sexual abuse. And everybody was engaged and impressed with that, that I invited Lynn to be our guest tonight. I'm going to introduce Lynn, and I want you all to welcome her to the program. This is Lynn Shermer. Hi, Lynn. Hi. And Lynn, where are you located? You're located on the West Coast, correct? Yes, I live in Seattle. Okay. I think I really want you to do the talking. People are tired of listening to me. Could you actually explain how you and I finally did get to be able to talk to each other? Sure. If you want me to start at the beginning. So what happened was in May of 2017, I was watching Netflix and I was watching The Keepers. And I thought it was amazing. And it got to the episode with Dr. Richter. And they showed his face. And I was just sitting there minding my business, watching the documentary. And they showed his face and his name. And I started screaming. It was an involuntary scream that just came out of me. I was shocked that I was suddenly screaming. I got up and walked around. I was shaking. I kept screaming. I'm sure that I scared my poor neighbors. 
And then I settled down and of course I called my therapist (laughs) and, and yeah, I recognized him and I was totally stunned and traumatized and a little bit of memory started flooding in. And then of course I went and worked on the memory in therapy and then I knew where I knew him from. And so after, I think it took a couple of weeks to settle down and, and keep working on my emotional state. And then I wrote a letter and I sent it to the Gmail address for the keepers, I think. And I got a response and then I didn't hear anything for a long time. A number of months later, I published an article about the keepers on one of my websites, bornpress.com, because the keepers did such an amazing job at dealing with the myth of false memory. And it is a myth. It's a PR campaign. So I wrote an article about it that, and I posted it in the keepers group on Facebook. And I think that's when we first got in touch, but then we got in touch again through Ellen quite a ways after that. So yeah, that's how we got in touch. (laughs) I recognized a perp. On the keepers. I want to remind everybody that's listening that Christian Richter, I hate to even use the word doctor, but Christian Richter, now deceased, fortunately, was the gynecologist that was friends with Joseph Maskell. And he is the guy that Maskell took young girls to for gynecological examinations and also for surgical procedures. Now, we know that there's one report that several Keogh girls were admitted at one time into the, through ER, into outpatient at night, and that their charts all said they were having a DNC, and they were actually having illegal abortions in a Catholic hospital, St. Joseph's Hospital in Towson. So this is the person that Lynn is referring to. And the interesting thing is that Lynn has never been to Maryland. So, Lynn, I'm going to ask you to explain your connection to Dr. Richter and just take your time. Okay. Yeah, this is another one of those where do I start kind of things. To give it context, I'd probably have to start at the beginning of how I was trafficked as a child. I was born into a family it was an abusive family and it was intergenerational abuse. So both my paternal and maternal grandparents abused my parents. And as far as I can tell, going back four generations, sometimes the abuse would be done as a group. So it wasn't just one pedophile in the family, but it was like group activity where kids were molested. So my parents were already troubled and they were young when they had me and my brother. I have an older, I had an older brother, four years older than me. I was born in 1963, by the way, in Detroit. And when I was about three and a half, four years old, my mother started taking me to special doctor's appointments. My mother also trafficked me. Like she, she would take me to a bar and she would sell me to people in the back of the bar. And she would take me to houses, men's houses, where there were parties, that sort of thing. So I'm between three and a half and four. And she's, and there's a reason why I know I was that age. She started taking me to special doctor's appointments really frequently. It seemed every couple of weeks, or maybe it was once a month. Of course, I'm a teen tiny child and I 
not remembering time that well back then, but that some of the same men would be at the doctor's office. And it was this, it was my pediatrician's office at first. And he had a special, one of his exam rooms was off in a, in the sort of the opposite side of his other exam rooms. And it had a special setup in it. And they were running behavioral experiments. There, there's really not a good set of terms for what they were doing, but basically it, it was various forms of torture. I would be strapped down on a gurney or strapped in a chair. And they had monitoring equipment on my head. So back in the 60s, they would use a PET, I believe it was, huge equipment everywhere. They would shock me. They used a lot of electric shock. And they were training me to dissociate predictably. Looking for a new way to unwind after a long day? Say hello to Recess Mood, a healthier alternative that keeps your evenings light and your spirit high. With Recess Mood, you get the pleasure without the guilt. Made with real fruit and infused with mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, Recess Mood lets you relax without alcohol or hangovers. It's just 20 calories per can, has no added sugar, and comes in four delightful flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. I've tried these myself, and whether I'm chilling at home or need a moment during downtime chaos, Recess Mood is my go-to refreshment. It's truly a guilt-free way to unwind. And now there's something special for all our listeners. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com shane and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. But I was a little tiny child when it started. I know that because I used to not be able to produce, pronounce my L's when I was a teen tiny child. I couldn't say my own name. I would say in instead of Lynn. Some of my trigger words, and I'll get into what trigger words are, have no L's in them. So they were, these triggers were created when I was so young. I didn't know how to say the letter L. This continues periodically going to the doctor's office. And then sometimes it was a hospital, an unused old sort of laundry in the basement of a hospital with different people. And they would torture me to get the behavior that they wanted. And they wanted all kinds of different behaviors, not just dissociating in certain ways, but being able to respond the right way when I was being molested because certain perpetrators, sexual perpetrators, pedophiles, like their victims to show certain responses when when they're doing that to their victims. So that was part of it too. And this went on and I was given tests, a lot of tests, behavioral tests, as I got older, intelligence tests. And something happened where I was accepted into another connected program, but carrying out the same kind of experimentation. And when I was six, we moved to Birmingham, Alabama. We, my family had never had any connection there. We had no family there. The, my father's salary tripled. The size of our house tripled. 
So that leaves me to believe that my parents were compensated for all of this. And I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to the Richter part. Sure. So after we moved to Birmingham four or five times a year, I was still being taken to facilities, obviously different facilities. I can see the interior of these facilities very clearly. I know some of them were connected with NASA because of what I saw, you know, what I can see inside the buildings, but I don't remember the exteriors. I, a lot of times I was in an enclosed space when I was transported, so I couldn't see where I was going. The place where I saw Richter was like an annex. It was a facility that my perpetrators used when they couldn't get into the main facilities at NASA. It was in the shape of a barn. It was a big metal barn with a concrete floor. It was a newer structure. It had it wasn't like the, some old raggedy broken down barn. It was like new for the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s. It was silver corrugated metal and it had a orange eye beams with a peak in the middle and it had two big doors and there was actually still farm equipment in it sometimes but like new farm equipment they set up a couple of bays with chairs and the other equipment they used when i saw richter i was with one doctor my main doctor who I shouldn't call him a doctor he's a perpetrator he's a sociopath but he was working on me and I was strapped in a chair and I was naked and strapped in a chair and all wired up for electric shock around my torso. They used to do electric shock all over different parts of the body. At that time it was around my torso and Richter came in and was hovering behind my, the perpetrator, the main perpetrator. And he had with him a black box and he gave the box to the main guy and they hooked me up and I think with the box was a portable brainwave monitor monitoring that someone had developed it was much more precise than what the teams have been using before so they were going to test it out and I was I was also drugged so I was really loopy and I was having a hard time concentrating on their instructions and I was pushed right to the edge of not being able to follow instructions. And when you can't follow instructions, you get tortured. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm terrified and a complete mess, you still have to follow those instructions. You got to follow them. Yeah, I did the best I could. Richter, again, he paced around behind. The main guy did all the work. And when it was over, Richter was really pleased. And And then he raped me. So... That's my major memory of Richter. I saw him another time. I'm not going to go into that memory, but as far as I know, only the two times. And my impression of Richter was that he was, he would just come through and do deliveries. And he was like ancillary, I guess you would say. He was not one of the main people. But the point in all of that is that from what I know, what Maskell was doing may very well have been connected to something much bigger and classified that most people still know nothing about this experimentation on children, experimentation and torture. Lynn, could I ask you a couple questions just for clarification? Oh yeah, please. You said that you were born in, did you say Detroit? 
Is yes. that where you were from? Yes. And did you have brothers and sisters? I had a brother four years older than I. He passed away in 2015. Do you have any memories of him being involved in any of this? He was involved. He was assaulted by other family members and other perpetrators privately in the network. So I don't, he wasn't trafficked like I was that I know of. Like he wasn't sold or given to parties, sold at parties, but he was definitely molested as part of the family. And I believe he was tested for these programs and he didn't qualify. Now I can't say that for sure. The reason why I think that is I never saw him in the labs ever. And my father was disappointed with him his whole life. My father was a sociopath. He could be really charming. He could even be gentle sometimes and appear caring. But my father was involved in all this. It's my belief that my father worked for the CIA. I did see my father in the labs. Later, when I was a teenager, my father would take me on operations. So I never saw my brother in those contexts ever. And my brother and my father never went off on a trip together alone. So that I remember. You said that your mom took you to your pediatrician. I I just want to clarify, it sounded like what you were saying was that you were being evaluated to see if you would be a good candidate for this experimentation. Yes. Now that pediatrician then, was he aware of what was happening in his own office? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what happened to him? Do you know? He's long deceased. He was in his 40s or 50s when I was seeing him in the 60s. So Now, did all of this happen in the Detroit area? Yes. When, before the age of six, yeah. And so was there ever any talk? Did you go to regular public school? Did anybody ever talk about what was happening there? I, the rule was in, not only with the family abuse, but especially with the doctor's appointments and things is you don't tell. And it's like organized crime. So how do you keep the code of silence in an organized crime family? You scare the hell out of people and you show them what happens when you spill the beans. They used pets in their threats constantly, but they, with me, they used a pet. I had a dog when I was really young, a Betlington Terrier. My therapist laughs over this, but her name was Sybil. And my mother knew a breeder of Betlington Terriers. And so they would get dogs. They would get dogs that looked like my dog. I was in that hospital basement with one of my, one of the lab perps, one of the doctor perpetrators. And they brought in a Betlington Terrier and I was already being tortured. I was half out of it. And he told me, this is your dog. I'm going to show you what happens if you talk, if you say too much, mm. if you don't behave yourself. And he, mm. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. We, we can, you participate, right? Yeah, we can and take he, a break. He killed the dog, but he, he made me hold the knife to kill the dog. It's organized. It's just really... Sure. Horrific organized crime, but it's, it's all the same stuff. It's, you don't tell the secret. You don't act weird outside of the house. Because of how upsetting this conversation was, 
we decided to take a short break. In my case, with my family, there was also dissociation. So when we would have these family kind of orgy things, we'd often have them in the basement. And as I was walking down the stairs to go to these things in the basement, my mother would call me by a different name. And that was from first memory. So they reinforce that. They scare the hell out of you so you dissociate. And then they call you a different name. When you walk back up the stairs, you're not going to remember anything. Lynn, you mentioned that when you were, I think you said six, your family moved to Alabama. And Birmingham is very close to where a NASA facility is, N-A-S-A, correct? Yes. So what was happening to you? And you mentioned that your dad worked for the CIA. What was happening to you was actually being authorized by the National Air and Space Administration? My perpetrators were certainly using their facilities. Okay. Definitely using their facilities. Right. You told me about being on display for experimentation, and you mentioned to me when we talked before that you thought there were medical and military personnel and political personnel as observers. Is that accurate? Yes, that's right. Was it what we would know as a medical theater where doctors who are interns are watching what's happening down below? Yeah, except, yeah, I was raised a little bit. Yeah. We're not talking about just like a bunch of thugs in a dirty barn. We're talking about an organized program, supposedly people are learning from. Yes, that's right. This happened in, I believe I was nine, 72. And I don't remember going there, coming back. I have parts inside who called the venue Boston General. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery holding up? Mine's been draining lately, consumed by the darkness of true crime tales. But amidst the shadows, it's crucial to remember to prioritize our mental well-being. Just like unraveling a twisted plot, therapy helps me untangle the knots in my mind. It's about gaining clarity, finding strength, and reclaiming control over your life. Considering therapy, BetterHelp offers a lifeline in the darkness. It's completely online, giving you the freedom to seek help in your own terms. And with a simple questionnaire, you can be matched with a licensed therapist who understands your unique struggles. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com foul today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash foul f-o-u-l the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy it's time to rethink recycling with renew Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And it was like a half circle theater, but it was really clean. And my main perpetrator at NASA from Huntsville had me up on the stage and was demonstrating how well conditioned I was. Yeah. And there were the audience, I would guess there were about, I don't know, 30 people there. I noticed people from the television and a lot of doctors and military people. What do you mean by people from television? A household name, people high up in the government. Let's move into why you and we think this was happening, because we are also having two episodes, which our listeners will have heard by the time you hear yours, from Dr. Colin Ross, who is an expert in MKUltra. Now I'm really curious about how you think what happened to you fit into a government program and why why you were being used this way. The history goes way back. It goes back into the 30s. They started experimenting with dissociation and could they create a soldier who would have amnesia and for, for like a spy mission, could a soldier deliver a secret message across to some, maybe across lines or something. And then if he gets captured, he doesn't know. So he can't tell. So he can't spill the beans. And they were working on that before World War II. And then after World War II, all of these experimentation programs, the ones that we know about, like MKUltra, part of it was exposed in the late 1970s. But there, there were more. These experiments involving children, taking children very young and training them to predictably dissociate and have amnesia, predictably have amnesia, that started in the 50s. And we know that from survivor testimony. Uh-huh. People like Carol Rutz and my friend Janet Thomas, who wrote a book about it, so yeah, by the time I came along in 1963, it was their procedures, they weren't experimenting with some procedures as much, but it was very, these are scientists and doctors working for the military. So everything was regimented. They were replicating work that was successful, but then still experimenting with other techniques. But yeah, they, the stuff that was done on me when I was really young, they had already pretty much found success with those, a lot of those methods, but they use this for a dual purpose. The reason why I was at, they ran some of this out in NASA is they did a lot of medical experimentation. So Mm -hmm. having to do with space flight. So that should be big news for your audience. Yes. So much of this is not science fiction. I know it's not. But it's so hard to know that MKUltra, they stopped it or supposedly stopped it. And no, they didn't. you're right, clean, cleaned everything up. But are we, okay, so are we separating the, I hate to say the word legitimate, but the doctors and scientists that were working for NASA from pedophiles or 
are these the same people? You're being experimented on or you're used as a demonstration to show how dissociation can work and amnesia, forced amnesia by scientists who are working for our government, correct? Yes. Okay. Now you also talked about people like Christian Richter and others who, for example, your pediatrician's office, where it wasn't quite legitimate and that perhaps this was also a group of pedophiles who were abusing these children? When they run these experiments, they contract out. They have independent contractors. So a lot of these people, I'm sure my pediatrician was given some sort of contract for the use of his offices. And the same with a lot of the major perpetrators. But the vast majority of them, when you're torturing someone, sexual torture is part of the deal. All the perpetrators that were higher up, like the guy at NASA, they were all pedophiles. They, it was just part, even if you didn't, you wouldn't be torturing a child if you wouldn't be in that job. I, how many people could say, like, this is for, we're in competition with the Russians. We want to see if we can be successful at controlling someone's behavior and creating a lifelong am, amnestic slave. But I don't want to torture anybody. It's just, it's just not going to, you, you're not going to find. Yeah. Dr. Lachter said, shared with us that some of these children were actually used as the messengers and like a child could be used to carry information to another country. And like you said, would be using a different name and not remember that they even went there and came back. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So she said they were almost like sex kittens that they part of that was they were trained to be that way they would be able to deliver this information high high level information to foreign countries do whatever it was they were trained to do and then they would come back and not even know they had made the trip that's exactly right and then you think you've been told that you were at summer camp for a week Yep, that's exactly right. So there are a number of jobs that they train us for. And when we're being brought up going to the labs, they test you to see what kind of job you're going to be better for. So they they work on being a courier, being able to see if you can develop a photographic memory so you can store documents in your memory and then read them out when you're given the cue, you're given the trigger. They definitely train me. I have an entire team of alters that perform sexually depending upon what the perpetrator wants. Lynn's use of the word alters is referring to alternate personalities that she believes were created during her programming and abuse under MKUltra. Next week's part two of our conversation, you will learn more about how this program was utilized to program individuals like Lynn.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.